Welcome to Pull the Shoot, our weekly podcast where we talk to business owners, C-level executives, and experts from around the world. Our goal, to help as many businesses as possible grow to the next level. It's our hope that by interviewing these business leaders and hearing how they built their culture and their company, that you might gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission is to change the top-down mentality of leadership and help others to create and implement a transformational leadership style that is uplifting, supportive, and appreciative towards your people. We believe if you grow your people, you'll grow your company. Well, welcome to the podcast, everyone. Jeff and Janet, we're back again. We hope that you've had a good week. Yes, we always hope that you've had a good week. It's warming up. It's going to be warmer this week yeah. in, the, in the southeast, so that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those 60s at least. So, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of things going on. Um, you know, we're we're moving in. It's uh, we're into February here, and you know, the uh, the first month of the year I think was a a better month than most expected. I'll be honest. I, I I think people were a little bit scared going into the new year. Jana, what do you think? I think so too. Um, it seems like everything's calming down. The Feds aren't raising interest rates every hour like right. they did last year, and. We're all okay. You know, eggs are still $25, but. (laughs) (laughs) What is that about? I don't know. They keep saying it's a combination of the chickens and this and that. And that's pretty funny. There were some some pretty funny memes out there about eggs right now. It's, you know, it's great. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's funny because I mean, you know, we use eggs and everything, right? Because it's that binding agent. Can you imagine that we're going to, you know, when stuff like this happens, I figure something else is going to rise to the surface that's going to replace eggs. Exactly. Okay. So funny pop culture. So if you watch the Grammys last night, uh, Taylor Swift, they were talking about, uh, you know, her fan base being so strong that they now think that they should put the Swifties um, on government issues and see if (laughs) Taylor Swift's fans can lower the eggs uh, or the price of eggs. I thought that was really funny. Hey, they crashed Ticketmaster. Surely they should be able to lower the price of eggs. (laughs) I know it's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I mean, you know, and think about that, right? You know, I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but they crashed Ticketmaster in in an age where, A, that shouldn't happen anymore. You know, that was an old IBM commercial. I don't know if you know this. But, you know, it was like build their website and then they see one sale and then they see two sales and then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then the site crashes. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, that was always so funny to see that. Uh, But how do you crash a a Ticketmaster? How do they crash their site? And then, yeah, it's such a big thing. They go for a, you know, judicial committee it's like oh my uh, oh yeah oh yeah it was yeah, a big deal is, yeah and they showed all these people crying you know on the news it was pretty funny i just i get a kick out of some of that stuff you know i mean we've got major social issues in this country and they're worried about you know Ticketmaster crashing for taylor swift concert <laughs> i know i know all right well we got off topic a little bit but um you know we talked a while back about you know, the struggles to find talent. Yes. I thought it'd be fun today to kind of continue that, but in a different way, right? So um, finding talent is, is a struggle. Finding the right talent is a struggle. Getting that right talent on the bus is a struggle, mm-hmm. but then it's getting the right talent on the right seat on the bus. You know, it's That's that exactly metaphor right. that, that business owners always use, right? Do you have the right person on yes. the right seat on the bus? Um, and I think that's a it's a struggle at times. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Jana? 
Well, I think a lot of it has, again, to do with making sure that when you are interviewing or when you have people coming into your corporation, your company, your small business, that you really are making very sure that you are picking the right candidate for that position. You know, a lot of times, again, we hear about the great resignation and people getting back into wanting to have a job per se. Now, some of them are starting these cottage businesses, and we've talked about that before, but these people that are going back into small and mid-sized businesses, you've got to make sure as the employer that you're interviewing them correctly so that they are the right fit for that particular job. If not, then you've got to be willing to find out, do a little bit of that personality testing, perhaps sit down, talk to them, have a real heart to heart, make sure that they really are thriving in their job. They are happy in their job and they are the right personality for that position. If it's a position where they've got to address the public, then it needs to be somebody that is not afraid to address the public and sometimes have a little bit conflict resolution issues to deal with and such. So I think, again, yes, it's put, it's, it's putting your B-U-T-T in the right seat. Yes, I agree. And, you know, it's um, I, I really think that is probably one of the biggest struggles for business owners because, you know, you interview someone, maybe they interview really well. Yes. But then when you get them in that day-to-day, you know, have to do the job, and it's probably not, at least my thought is or my feeling is, that it's not so much the day-to-day work that they're doing. They're probably not doing a bad job with that. It's the leadership side of things mm-hmm. where they have to, lead, you know, if they if they brought them in to be, you know, a team leader, a section leader, a whatever leader, um, that they struggle with that. And, you know, then that propagates downward. Yes. Um, you know, where people are, are, are just not following the leader, if you will. Um, and, you know, I mean, to me, that, you know, it goes all the way back to, you know, I was a doing sports analogies, but think of a manager on a baseball team, right? Yes. You know, if they're, if they're not the best manager and the team isn't following them, then you get discord and, you know, all kinds of problems there and and it's a struggle and the teams don't do well. Well, and here's the other thing, Jeff, that's really important is because, and we talked about this before, you've got multi-generational people in the workforce. If you have somebody in leadership that is, let's say a millennial or, you know, a younger professional, and they're in a position where they're leading baby boomers or they're leading the Gen Xers, people that have been in the workforce for a while, they have to really understand the communication issues and the needs of all of those people on their team. Because a lot of them communicate very differently or they might facilitate a project or a task differently than another type of employee. So you've also got to make sure that the communication and that the tasks at hand, that the job expectations are very, very clearly defined so that everybody kind of knows what's going on and how you're working together as a team. Right. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's key. You just hit on a note for me, which is making sure the job expectations are clearly defined. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a tendency, especially small to medium-sized businesses as well, um, to say, I'll get around to defining that, and, and they don't really define it well. Um, and so then there's this whole misconception of, you know, the, the CEO or the business owner expecting the employee to do things Mm -hmm. or to do some things a certain way to represent the company a certain way, uh, things of that nature. You know, I find that uh, through my coaching that, you know, some of these medium sized businesses, you know, maybe they have 15, 20 employees. Mm -hmm. um, And part of their frustration is that the employees don't take to heart the business needs as much as they do as the CEO or the founder. Right. So it's like, you know uh, you know, we need more sales. And so, 
they're just kind of getting their paycheck yes. and they're not looking to say, what can I do to help drive more sales? I know as a company, we need more sales to survive. And they, everyone should see that. And I think, you know, if, for the most part, people know that when they're in the business, but it feels like only the business owner is the one really worried about how do we get more sales? And maybe there's a better way to do that from the business owner standpoint, involving them more, you know, things of that nature. But, but I feel like, you know, that's when, when the struggles occur and it's like, okay, how do we get, and maybe that person's not the right person on the right seat on the bus. Right. Yes. And it's a struggle for them. So here's another thought too. And this is, this is something that I have suggested to businesses at times. Take uh, once a month, have your employees, have your workers write down a few of the tasks that they did that month that were a little bit, you know, out of the norm, let's say, or a little bit uh, that involved a little bit more creativity, perhaps, or a little bit, uh, out, you know, out of their normal job description, let's say. And the reason I think that's smart is because then when that person does either transition or leave, this, the, you know, the, the higher ups, the executive team then yeah. can put together a job description that might include some tasks that aren't perhaps typical. And the reason why I say that is what I find a lot of times with businesses is they just put together that typical sort of, as I call it, sales speak or business speak, Mm -hmm. job description. And a lot of times that's not realistic in this day and age because people are doing more when they are in these positions than they used to, let's say 25, 30 years ago. You know what I mean? Right. Salesperson oftentimes isn't just a salesperson. They also have to be a development person. Or they might have to create collateral materials or something, especially in those mid and small size businesses. So I think it's important to to make sure that you identify not only the core tasks or the core needs for that particular job, but also maybe some creative or some other things, other elements to that job that would also be of interest to a a potential employee because they might think, oh, you know what? I don't want to just do this. I want to be able to have a little bit more leeway or I want to be able to have some input with the creative process or some input with the collateral development or that kind of thing. So I think it's important every once in a while to just kind of take a check in your business and say, you know, what is my sales team doing? What what are they doing other than just selling? And think about that and then think about that when you're interviewing for that position. Make sure that you include some of these elements to the job that are not typical, let's say. Right. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I want to stress here too, to, to business owners is if you feel you have the wrong person on the wrong seat on the bus, it doesn't mean you have to get rid of them. Right. I mean, like fire them and, you know, let them go. Um, Cause a lot of times, I mean, think about the amount of training that you may have done to get them up to speed, just about the business itself. Yes. Um, and, and maybe they're like, again, they're not doing the job that they should be doing. But um, I, I always say, you know, first of all, sit, and you said this a little earlier, but I want to expand on it. Um, sit and talk to them. You know, mm-hmm. they might be as miserable as you are, but they're just trying to do the best job they can because they know that's where you hired them, right? Yes. And so have a conversation that says, are you happy with what you're doing? Is there something that we can do that'll make it better? And then, uh, you know, approach the subject of maybe putting them into a different position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because sometimes, you know, people are flourish if, if they're in the right position mm-hmm. and, you know, they'll, they'll be stymied if they're in the wrong position and, and just be kind of miserable. When you're miserable, when you go to work, then, you know, how do you, how do you be creative? How do you expand? How do you grow? Um, and so, you know, I want to encourage business owners to, to a look at that situation, b talk to the employee and, 
And that's probably a very difficult conversation, by the way. Mm -hmm. So don't think it's not. But feel encouraged that you're going to absolutely, if you like this person, but you just think they're the wrong seat on the bus, then encourage them to say, hey, let's find the right seat for you. It's not a I'm letting you go type of a conversation. It's, hey, I, I really like you as a person. I think your efforts are good. And I think they can be even better. We just have you in the wrong seat on the bus. Mm-hmm, you know? and, the, mm-hmm. and the, here's the, the best analogy of that for me. Uh, my youngest daughter, uh, working for a marketing PR firm, they brought her in kind of as an assistant. She did a lot of the grunt work um, mm-hmm. that she did. But by trade, she's an interior designer, and and so she's very creative and and graphical and all that stuff, right? Visual. Uh, yes. About a year ago, you know, well, more than that, actually, they started. People realized that, and they start giving her these small little projects. Like she was on a team, right? And she'd have to do all the social media graphics. Well, the the companies loved what she did because she was so creative, mm-hmm. um, and they started to notice that. And then all of a sudden, they realized we got her on the wrong seat on the bus mm-hmm. and they moved her. They actually created a role called the creative uh, creative director for the company. And so now nothing leaves the company for that company in particular, like all their logos, all their creative until she sees it a and B she does all of their video editing, all that stuff. And she flourishes. I mean, she's just so good at it. puts in extra hours because she loves what she does, you know, and that's a perfect example of having someone on the wrong seat of the bus, liking the person, and realizing you're just on the wrong seat here. We, you know, we put you in the wrong place. And here's what I will say about that, Jeff. Kudos to the, you know, to the executive team that realized right. that or to whomever yeah. that person is that went, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. We've got a creative here. We don't have an analytical here. You right. know, we don't have just a taskmaster. We have somebody that is very creative, especially with interior design. That's all a visually based kind of feed, you know, they're fed by visual, which I totally understand. I get that very much. Here's another thought I had. If you are a person in the company and you feel like you're on, you know, you're in the wrong seat in your company, don't be afraid to approach the executive team or approach your boss and say, hey, look, I am feeling like a little bit stifled here. I'm fine with with where I'm at, but I would I, I would like you to give me a few more projects that might you know, have analytics in it. Let's say you're in a creative position, but you want something a little more structured. Yeah. Can you include me in some of the PL or can you include me in that? Don't be afraid to approach your, you know, your higher ups as well and 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 ask them. Get have them give you a task or have them give you a project and say, let me prove myself to you. You know, but uh, but maybe you should consider me for this, especially if you like again, if you like the company, you like the environment. That's a big deal. The other thing I'll say is we are moving into a more collaborative type of business model just in general with small and medium businesses in this country. It's not nearly as defined and structured as it used to be. We're much more uh, into it takes a village, it takes a team kind of a mentality for a lot of businesses, again, because we are working a little bit more hours. We're working with smaller uh, teams and smaller workforces sure. in general than we used to just because of the cost of goods and the cost of employees and such. So I think this is a good time. 2023, we're getting back to the office. We're getting back to not a lot of fear about the pandemic and diseases and such. Yeah, right. Uh, I won't even get into the vac situation, but truly, we are get we're getting more comfortable in being around people and in being in groups and and more collaborative in that way. <clears throat> so I think it's a good time if you do feel like you're in a position, but you want something different or something more. Don't be afraid to go to your team, to team leader or team, you know, to your boss and say. Yeah. 
I let me just try this. Give me a shot at this. Let me sit on the creative team. Let me sit in the creative team's meeting or let me sit in a meeting where we're talking about new projects and some analytics. Yeah, I, I love, love, love that comment. And I think that is so true. Um, and, you know, for some employees, it could be scary too, right? You know, yep, they got sure go, to go to the boss and they're like, yeah, hey, I think I'm on the wrong seat on the bus here. Is there something else I can try? Um, one of the things from a business side or business owner that you can do is uh, work on giving your people a voice so that they're not as afraid to ask mm-hmm. those questions. Um, let them know, you know, I like, I like to do this all the time where, um, where when bosses or owners are talking to their employees, they encourage the employees to have comments and, and to not scoff at the comments. You know, it's like, you know, the old old adage is that no, um, no answer is a bad answer or mm-hmm. no question mm-hmm. is a dumb question, you know, encourage those, you know, and, and that'll give people more of that sense of, Hey, I think I can talk to the boss and they'll be okay with this. Uh, but that's a culture thing that you got to work on. And I think that that's important, but love that idea, Jana. And I think you're so right on because in most cases, I would bet that the employee recognizes they're on the wrong seat of the bus before the, the ownership does. Or Absolutely. The of course they do. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to make any waves. They don't want to, you know, take the risk of losing their job, all of that. So here's what I challenge the, the, you know, the leadership teams to do once a month. I always say, and this is what I tell my people when I'm coaching, get out, get out of the work environment for a couple of hours, once a month, whether it's a breakfast, you take them to lunch, you bring them, you know, bring lunch, but go outside and sit, you know, in an outdoor environment and just ask them, how could we be better? What do you think we're doing here? Well, and then by the same token, how do you think we can improve? How do you think we can reach out to our consumers or our people, whoever you're reaching to, depending on your business? Do you have any suggestions? And let everybody have a platform to speak. Even the people that are, again, maybe the analytical or the the technical people that are just doing whatever it is, you know what I mean? Rather than creating some of these new ideas. I think it's important because you're so surprised, not only with this multi-generational sort of environment, but also, again, what I see is that creatives also have that technology and that analytical ability. And the analytical people oftentimes have a creative side. We are becoming a little bit more well-rounded in that way, rather than just worker bees in the, you know, worker bee on the bus and then the creatives and then the executive team. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more uh, mashed up than it used to be. And I think a lot of that has to do with the multi-general culture as well. That just were, you know, back in the baby boomer days, you were, you definitely had a seat and that was your lane. You didn't right. really, you know, you didn't really vary. You didn't really change lanes very yeah. often. Well, that's a lot different now than it used to be. We're much more collaborative. I mean, look at all these WeWorks and, you know, spaces yeah. where it's all collaborative type of thinking. That's a yeah, big deal. It is. You know, it's funny, but that WeWork stuff, um, you know, that shared work environment, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, WeWorks or whatever. Um People love that because they can just walk two desks over and talk to someone that's completely not part of what they do and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm struggling here. Can we just talk through this? And it's that whole, you know, it's what we do as coaches too, right? It's, it's that Absolutely. whole outside set of eyes looking in, you know, they're all, everyone's kind of in the blinders. I think of the horse blinders mm-hmm. uh, where they're just staying in their lane, um, where an outside set of eyes can just totally see that. And, and, you know, within, within your company, the same way, I think that works really well. And the 
cool part about that is that you as a business owner or, a, or as an executive are going to find that your people are going to show you ways that you never even realized existed mm-hmm. to do a job, to get to the end result, to, you know, to move forward, whether it's executing a sale or, or providing a service or, or designing a product, whatever it is, there are ways, you know, things change things and we have to be open to those uh, those abilities where people can say, this would be better if we could just do this or mm-hmm. do that. Um, and then, you know, obviously you as the owner or the founder or the executive do the analysis, but I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of times when if you would just listen to your employees, you could grow your business so much more. Oh, absolutely. Uh, especially if they're invested again, if they're emotionally or, you know, intellectually invested, yeah, they want to feel heard. They are, and their time, you know, they're investing their time. That's the other thing, Jeff, big time. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. There's tons of time. And, and it's, yeah. it, it's, you're right. They just want to be heard and, and they just want to feel part of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we, you know, we've obviously we've overkilled the great resignation, but that's one of the reasons people are leaving because they don't feel part of what's going on. Right. You know, and, and it's, yeah. it's as simple as that, but um, yeah, I think, I think, um, Putting people on the right seat of the bus, uh, you know, a getting the right people on the bus, as we always say, and then getting them on the right seat in the bus is mm-hmm. important. Um, probably the best message Jan and I want to leave you guys with today is just make sure. Uh, and I love Jana's idea: talk to your people once a month and and kind of see how they feel about where they're at. Don't be afraid to ask them if they're happy with where they're at. Um, if you're an employee and you're not happy, don't be afraid to go to your boss and say, "Hey, look, I think I might be better on a different seat." Um, you know, if, if you don't shame on you, because you're the one that's suffering through that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think you really need to push it. But, um, but yeah, we're excited about this topic. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll tackle another version of it in sometime in the future. But, but I really think it's important for the growth of the business. So I agree. All right. So um, we're going to let you guys go. I think it's uh, about time, but we always enjoy these podcasts. Uh, you know, we, we work hard to kind of bring you guys topics that are going to help you grow as a company and help you be the best that you can be. And as always, don't hesitate to reach out, you know, Jeff at pullashoot.net or. Janalandry.com. Just go on yep. the website. Jeff's or my website. Let us know what you want to hear. You know, we like to chat, as you can tell. We're chatty. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We have a lot of fun doing these. Um, and we're always excited. Thanks to those that have uh, that have emailed us in the past and, and have brought up ideas and thoughts and uh, answered some of our own questions or, or offered additional comments about, you know, com- things that we were talking about. I love that. So continue to do that. We always encourage that. Um, until we meet again, please stay safe and be healthy. And we'll talk again soon. Bye.